Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And on the line, we, we have with us Kevin, uh, Dr. Kevin Sabat. Dr. Sabat, welcome so much to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a great, great panel you have. Thank you. So your, your newest book is called Smokescreen, What the Marijuana Industry Doesn't Want You to Know. So uh, tell us in 30 seconds or less what your book is about. Well, it's about how there's a massive marijuana industry that our country is underestimating and not for the good. Uh, today's pot is not your Woodstock weed. It's much stronger than it used to be. It's, it's it really damaging kids. It's damaging adults. It's hurting our future. And uh, it's, I mean, anyone who walks down the street in New York can tell you it has completely changed the, the dynamic of our city in the last four years. And uh, we're here to, you know, I started this with Patrick Kennedy. I'm nonpartisan. I work for Clinton, Bush, Obama. Um, you know, legalization is a really bad idea. And it goes into why and it goes into how this industry is really fleecing uh, everyday Americans. Well, how about the argument that, hey, people are smoking or taking edibles or whatever it is anyway. Why not regulate it? Make sure there's nothing bad in it like fentanyl, you know, or all the other stuff, bad stuff out there in the world. And tax. Well, the reality, the reality is we're not regulating it, whether it's Colorado, now in New York or Washington State that's legalized it 10 years ago. It, it, no state is able to regulate it. There's additives, molds, pesticides, bacteria. I interview people in my book who used to, who actually worked in the marijuana industry are telling me about how these labs do their tests. It's a farce. It's all about money. Uh, they, they don't really know what's in it. Uh, and we're not going to be able to regulate it out of existence. We, we tried regulating drugs. It's called opioids, uh, where you had to get, you know, Ray was very regulated and look what happened. And so the issue is today's marijuana quintuples your risk of psychosis if you use it daily. And there are more kids using it now daily than there ever has been before. So I just think we need to slow down. I don't want to put people in prison. I'm not saying, you know, we need to stop and frisk everybody and throw them in jail and give them a record. But our choices are not, you know, sort of strict enforcement or, you know, gummies, edibles, and allowing the tobacco industry, you know, back into our lives, essentially, which is what's happening right now. Doctor, it's Tony Carbonetti. I, I agree with you. I am, I've actually never smoked pot in my whole life. And people don't believe, I was born and raised in New York City, uh-huh. never smoked pot in my whole life. Um, but that's besides the point. What I never understood is why, if the government was going to start doing this, yeah. we've basically had partners with the tobacco industry for the last 100-plus years. Why not go to the tobacco growers and say, okay, we're going to do it federally. What's the first thing they do with a pack of cigarettes after they, they, they get the federal tax? They know how much is out there. They know where it's going. I mean, at least try to control it. If you, I, I wasn't in yeah. favor of legalizing it, but once I yeah. lost that fight, try to control it. Right. Well, the, the reality is, um, first of all, the federal government doesn't actually want to do this. It's illegal. I, uh, I, I know, but doing, why do states right, get to pick and choose? They don't. They, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. But the federal government let it happen. 
Well, they shouldn't. They did let it happen, and they shouldn't have. I mean, it's just as, you know, for legally, uh, someone should go run an initiative and legalize cocaine or crack or meth. Right. I can just um, put it on the ballot right. and take any federal law I want and, and, and decriminalize actually, it. I, I agree, but we lost that fight. Right. Right. So what I would say is, um, first of all, federally, we haven't lost the fight. So there's still things that the federal government can do to coerce states into really pulling back. Um, again, it's different to decriminalize use versus legalized sale. I would actually worry, to be honest with you, I'd worry about going to t- big tobacco because they lied to us for 80 years about the harms of smoking. They actually are chomping on the bit. They would love to get into marijuana. And many of them are getting into marijuana, by the way. Um, Altria, Philip Morris has invested millions into this. So they're actually already, but I, that actually gives me heartburn because, um, you know, they, they you got to remember, t- tobacco has been used for thousands of years by many, many different cultures and generations. And it only became deadly when big tobacco got a hold of it about 100 years ago, 150 years ago, industrial revolution. And we created the cigarette. We created mass marketing. I don't want to do that again. I don't want to make the same mistake twice. And, you know, you're actually in the majority. Over 55 percent of Americans have never, you know, used marijuana. So this idea that everyone's using it, everyone always has, actually, that's not the case. And the reason why it was a counterculture drug, it was not used by mainstream, still isn't. And I just think we need to slow down. We're going way too fast. New York's a mess. We have 1,400 unlicensed stores, one licensed one. I mean, it's a complete total mess. And no one's doing anything, though. So since we're not doing anything, how do we fight it? Well, well, first of all, I would do a couple things. One, I would not allow public smoking. New York has changed dramatically. People, kids, secondhand smoke, thirdhand smoke. Public housing is a disaster with the, um, you know, poor people are inhaling. This is not helping them. Um, the subways, actually, today's marijuana, and I didn't used to say this, but I do now because of the science. Today's high-potent marijuana can, can lead to violence. It leads to psychosis and erratic behavior, which can lead to violence. And that's not like the old marijuana where you would just, you know, tune out and listen to music all day. That is not what we're talking about. So I would, first of all, get it out of public view, stop the normalization. Right now it's a free-for-all. Uh, and then I would say, okay, yeah, if you're an adult, it's one thing. I would limit the advertising. I would limit it, but we're not doing any of that. Doctor, it's, uh, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. I had the yeah. privilege of of running the special narcotics courts in the city for uh, for about seven seven years. And I always believed, based on what was given to me as a presiding judge, that one, it was a gateway drug to right. other drugs. Two, the kids' brains weren't really truly formed until they were 26. That's right. And That's uh, right. Herb Kleber taught me that, by the way, if you knew A Herb. wonderful man. Right. He was one of my mentors. Right. And, and I knew Dr. Kleber very well. He was in the White yeah. House with Clinton. And and the point was, it's a gateway drug. It's a dangerous drug. If I'm driving stoned with grass, I'm just as dangerous to other people on the road as if oh. I was drunk with alcohol, aren't I? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, we know it doubles your risk of a car crash. We know that that limo crash before pre-COVID, you all remember that upstate, that was caused by marijuana. We, we get, There are dozens, dozens and dozens every year, hundreds actually, of crashes fatal that have increased because we've legalized marijuana, whether it's Colorado, New York, wherever. And so you're, you're exactly right, Judge. Um, listen, if you use marijuana, uh, Herb Cleaver and Joe Califano, another great New Yorker, uh, you know, used to say it would increase your risk of using other drugs by tenfold. And they're right. It doesn't mean that everybody who uses other drugs, though, uh, you know, sorry, it doesn't mean that everyone who uses marijuana will go on to it. So I, I know some of your callers might be, wait a minute, you know, a lot of people use it and they don't go on to heroin. That's true. 
But this is the issue. If you use a harder drug like cocaine or heroin or meth, 99 times out of 100, your first drugs were alcohol and marijuana because those are the two easiest to get. And also because you're priming your brain to want to get high. After a while, your brain is sick of alcohol. It doesn't do enough. It's sick of marijuana for some people, not everybody. And for that group of people, it, they want a bigger high biologically. And no, you're, Judge, you're right. In fact, yesterday, speaking of a great New Yorkers in this fight, I was at the memorial for the great Dr. Mitch Rosenthal, who you all remember, who started Phoenix House last night. He didn't like what was happening in this either. So I think we have to really watch it. Thank you very much, sir. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and we want to talk about it some more in the near future. And uh, uh, thank you for telling the people the truth. 